lovelies. Welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. But I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. And the beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 33, Questions Equals Answers. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night. I guess it all kind of depends on when you actually listen to the podcast. But it is early morning today. It is Tuesday morning. It's about 10 after 4. And I have been up since about 1.24 a.m. to be exact. So funny thing about getting up at the wee hours of the morning is that typically when that happens, um, well, I ain't gonna say typically. So probably about seven out of 10 times, it is because God wants some one-on-one with me. And he knows he has my attention. The other three times is I've made some bad decisions, stayed up too late or took a nap or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this particular morning, it was to to spend time with him. And just to get some clarification on some things. So last Tuesday, so we're one week from last week, um, my group and I decided to do... <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's going on with my voice this morning, probably because it's early. Um, committed to doing a seven day challenge. And so the whole point of the challenge was is to take some things out of our day or minimize the time that we spend on things that do not bear fruit to spend some time on the things that do bear fruit. So whether that's... um I don't know, maybe spending less time on Facebook, Instagram, um, whatever it is, just just kind of scaling back to have a couple of more minutes with God, whether it's praying, reading, or whatever the case is. So I'll be honest and say this. Um, I went into the challenge not necessarily having a focus, but I can assure you that when you do spend time with God, um, there are going to be some things that's going to be revealed to you. And it's going to be just mind blowing because, you know, God knows us in and out. He knows what we're thinking when we are not actively thinking. He knows what troubles us and he just he just understands where we are and what we need. So the things that will be revealed might not even be something that was top of mind for you, but but some things that was definitely, you know, just in the back kind of like gnawing at you. Well, funny thing, the very first full 24 hours of the challenge, um, God showed me something that I had been in question about in regards to someone. The podcast is never going to be to out people. So unfortunately, you may have to sit there and wonder what it was about. But, you know, I needed to get a clear answer about something. And I'll I'll be the first to say this. Here's the games we play with God. 
we will ask him a question, um, whether it's spoken or unspoken, um, in the natural or in the supernatural, however you're asking it. And most times we are challenging that answer. So that was the place that I was in, um, Wednesday, I think it was, got my answer, but you know, I am the benefit of the doubt person. Well, maybe it's not this way. Maybe it looks different, whatever the case is. And so, you know, I proceeded on as if I didn't get clarity. I even allowed myself to, to hear some things that weren't true and didn't make any sense, but you know, Hey, you you try to explain away why people do what they do. Right. So fast forward to Sunday, um, that situation, because now we're at, what, five days of, of spending some intentional time with God. So now I'm back around to this same situation and presented with more information that confirmed the information that God had already given me. So at this point, I said, okay, now I am actively making a choice to refute the information that God is laying before me to give me some closure on a situation. So I had to dig in and, and hey, my no is my no. I talked about that a few podcasts ago and had to be comfortable with that. And what's interesting to me is that when you begin to embrace what it is that you are seeking God for. And and again, when we're seeking God for stuff, it isn't always stuff that makes us feel good, right? It's not always the things that we think we want. But when you embrace it, you will never really understand the level of peace that you have behind it. And so after, you know, spending a few moments kind of like pouting because, you know, your flesh gets in the way, then it's like you wake up with, a whole new perspective and you're grateful that not only did God answer the question that you had you know it's amazing when he does it quickly right because I know sometimes we have to definitely exhibit some long faith but there are times when God is like you know what though for your benefit and to make sure that you do not get off the pathway then I'm going to go ahead and just put this on out here so you are not too far left. And I believe wholeheartedly that when we are continuously seeking him on a day-to-day basis and we're serious about the pursuit and sincere about the pursuit, I think that he moves quickly. Now, Again, when I look at the the underlying issue of this, you know, situation that I was asking God about, you know, that still has not been answered or resolved, so to speak. But I'm grateful that the surface level things that could be a deterrent to what it is I'm seeking and asking for was kind of moved out of the way. So, bam. So while this podcast is kind of about that, it's kind of not about that. And I want to insert um, the scripture that I may have mentioned it before, but I'll, I'll be honest and say this. The word is alive. It's relevant. It's right now. It's yesterday. It's tomorrow. So we may revisit a few scriptures. Like I'm not even going to sit here and act like we may not because the beauty of God's word is that it never is 
irrelevant, right? So we can hear a scripture a million times and it can definitely apply to our lives in a way that's just so intentional for that moment, right? Several different situations, but that word can speak life into it and give you hope and give you peace and give you joy and give you clarity and whatever the case is. So, you know, I just had to set that up just in case you heard it before, because, you know, I want to keep things spicy and original. Um, And it's Jeremiah 33 and 3. And it's called to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And for those of you who like to study, um, there are a few other scriptures that can kind of give a little bit more um, clarity or another frame of reference to it. And that happens to be Psalm 91 and 15, Isaiah 55, um, 6 through 7. And last but not least, Jeremiah 29 and 12. And I know everyone is very familiar with um, Jeremiah 29 and 11. um, For I know the plans I have for you and you guys fill in the blanks. And I always tell people, I love that verse. But to me, that verse is not complete without verse 12 and 13. So look it up, read it, get all comfortable with it, because it definitely um, creates a picture. So when I go back to the verse, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. The very first time I heard that, I literally needed to break it down and really understand what is it that the the, the do not know part, right? Is it something that I've always wondered about myself, about life, about God, about people, You know, and what I found was is that it encompassed all of that, right? So the things that I am asking about specifically in regards to my life, you know, should I make a decision? Should I not? And the best part about that, and which is why this podcast is entitled Questions Equals Answers, is that God wants to share things with you. He wants to share things with us. He wants us to ask him things and trust and believe that he will address those issues, those concerns, those wants, those needs, those desires. And more than likely, he gives that in his word. But the the part that I think we miss is the sacrificing of the time to sit before him. And I'm not saying it in a bragging way because I know that I'm probably one of a million people that this happens to. You know, sometimes some of the sacrificing is getting up at 124. That happens to be a thing. And it to me, it isn't even really a sacrifice because Let's just be honest. So look at things in the natural. Like we know when our attention is completely and solely focused on something, right? Think about going to work. So, so many people will go in an hour or two hours or however many hours before everyone gets there just to have that quiet and a long time to make sure that they are not interrupted, right? They know that typically it's probably a handful of people there and those people that are there at that same time 
are there for the same purpose to jump ahead, get a, a jump start. Well, I feel that exact same way about my time with God when it's usually an unusual time because he knows there's nothing going on. I'm not trying to get busy because one, you know, let's just be honest. I'm trying to figure out, okay, so what's the deal? Cause it's real early. I'm a little sleepy. You got my attention. So, hey, it may be, you know, super late at night. It, it could be different things for different people, but I know that that's our time. And so to me, the sacrifice isn't really there, right? Well, when I think about a couple of other things with what happened this morning with this scripture. So while, yes, God was already, you know, providing some answers to some things before. But what I love, and I know that people who are listening to this, who have kind of been on this journey with me, is like, oh my God, Tamia quotes his scripture for everything. Well, y'all, this is just my scripture. Like I joke and say that God wrote it specifically for me because it just applies to everything. And that happens to be Psalms 138 and 8. And it talks about, you know, God perfecting that which concerns me. So the reason why I quote that scripture so often, because the enemy will try to make me feel that God is not concerned with the intimate details of my life, right? That he's not concerned with that small something that has just been eating away with me. And while it may seem insignificant, it is the something that may keep me up at night, that may keep me from moving forward. And he wants to address that. He doesn't want me to be in bondage to anything. So, that's what this morning was. And I literally, um, I was getting prepared for um, my Bible study group. And I was just going back over some of the passages. And I can't remember the question that it was asking. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it was essentially, if I could sum it up, it was essentially talking about um, how do you... God, I don't remember exactly what it is, but the in essence it was was asking, you know, how do you engage with people peacefully? And when is that engagement enough? You know, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it made me think about, you know, why is it that I continue to lend an ear to certain people? Or why do I continue to pour into certain individuals? And I think the answer that I wrote was there's no magic formula. Like you seriously have to seek God on the timing of things. Because as much as I would love to say that, hey, five times that you've poured into somebody, it's enough and you move on. It's going to look different from person to person, from situation to situation. So again, you know, there is no magic formula, but that began to cause me to travel down some other things. I remember I went to a church in New Orleans back in February, and I think I may have mentioned this before on a podcast. And Literally, there had been something that had been bothering me like, you know, why is it that I'm so understanding and why is it that, you know, I have this bleeding heart for people and I can sometimes stay in a situation a little too long and all of that. And literally, um, we were going into prayer um, and the pastor of that um, of that church, he stopped me and he said, you have the gift of mercy. And I'm like, 
Okay, because I've never heard of that. So how did we get there? And he was like, and sometimes it can get you in trouble. And it just kind of caught me off guard. And I'm like, okay, so why haven't I heard of this and all of that? I knew I had, you know, the gift of exhortation. So encouragement, right? So there were those things that I was very familiar with, but I had never heard of that. And of course, you know, not to say that I was refuting what the the man of God had to say, but I needed to understand that a little bit more to be able to really receive what he was saying. And after I look it, looked it up and read scripture about it, I was like, oh yeah, that is what that is. And the beautiful part of it is that, you know, anytime, and now we're kind of going a little bit off topic, but I'm going to swing us back around, you know, the best part about understanding that gift, right, is understanding one, that without heavenly wisdom and guidance, how those things that are meant to help can hurt you if you're not entreating God to help you discern where, when, how, and what, right? So fast forward to today. So I'm up. I'm sitting down, I'm preparing, I'm I'm hearing that question about engaging people peacefully and when do you know when you've done enough and I went back to that moment and I felt like I needed to look those things back up to kind of understand how I wanted to answer it and how I wanted to, you know, navigate through what that question is asking and the beautiful part of it is, is that I began to think of Jeremiah 33 and 3. And it's that in that moment when I say, okay, God, help me understand where I am in this situation. Help me understand how am I to continue to press forward and pour into people and really, you know, plant a seed. And, and when do you back off? So I'm having all these questions. And the funny part is, is that I was like, okay, God, where's that scripture that talks about, you know, the gift of mercy and exhortation? And literally, I was looking for something else in in Romans 12 and 10. And I flipped a page back and there that scripture was and it's actually Romans 12 and 7. And I literally almost like started screaming at my kitchen table because here here's what I want everyone to get from this. So seeking God is not just something to do in theory, right? When you seek him diligently, sincerely, honestly, passionately, fervently, all of the leaves that you can put on the end of a word, like it does not just it's just not an idle something. It's just not you're doing it and you're sitting around and you're like, okay, so what it is. And I've mentioned to you guys before that, you know, my biggest thing is that even if my situation doesn't change, right, I want my perspective on it to look very different. So again, I got up, I started doing something else. I started spending time with God. And just in that spending time with him, he began to reveal some other things to me that, again, were renting renting a very small space. But 
had a big impact if I did not understand and get it under control. And so then it became this whole cross-reference of, you know, understanding mercy givers and and the balance between that and exhortation. And I'm just like, oh my God. So it became a full-fledged study. But going back to understanding like how impactful that scripture is and all those scriptures that essentially restate the same thing because I also enjoy that too that God didn't just say it one time in most situations you're hearing it again there is a slight repetition and that shows the consistency and the conciseness of his word it doesn't change it is true through and through all the way throughout the Bible And I'm grateful, you know, even at the wee hours of the morning, that those things that sit and just swirl around, right? The things that I try to ignore, the things that I push back and say, well, you know, it's not a big deal. I'll do better. I'll understand differently another day. God is like, you know, no, the reward is coming to me right? The reward is coming to me and asking me and believing that I am going to provide an answer. And that is the missing piece, guys, believing that he will answer, not just coming to him with the, well, if you can, right? If you will, if you might, could you? But boldly saying, God, I need to understand this. I need to have some revelation about this. Or even if you're not even knowing what to ask him to articulate it, right? Kind of like what happened to me this morning, but just sitting there and engaging him and in my engagement of him, oh, since you're sitting here, let me go ahead and wrap this up for you so you can press on. And you're like, what? just happened. I wasn't even on this path. I wasn't even thinking about this. But again, God, perfect that which concerns me. Give me clarity, understanding, awareness about those things that rent space in my head, whether big or small, and believing that he will provide an answer to those questions that you have, those deep questions, those surface level questions, those questions that, you know, you didn't even know that you really needed an answer to. And like, I can't even begin to explain like the joy that I feel right now because I needed that clarity. I needed to know why. And he wants us to ask him that. And he wants to tell us like that is the part that I love more than anything else. He wants to share stuff with us. He wants to confide in us. He wants to be, you know, and I know this is, might be debatable, but, you know, for frame of reference, he wants to be shoulder to shoulder with us, right? And if you're willing to put in a little bit of time, it goes back to the whole, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed. God isn't asking that you sit still eight hours a day. And hey, he may require that of some of us at some point in time, but most times he's not requesting that. He's just requesting Give me your hand. Walk alongside of me. Let me let me lift your hand up, whatever it is, and then something will flow from it. Right. So as 
we're nearing the end of this challenge. You know, for those of you out there listening, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're seeking, but I am praying for you and I am believing that if you sit down and you really meditate over Jeremiah 33 and 3 and say, God, you know, I need some answers. I believe wholeheartedly that he's going to give them to you. So maybe you need to start your own seven-day challenge. Maybe seven days is a little too much. Maybe it needs to be a three-day challenge. Whatever it is, I believe that the sacrifice is going to be worth it. And you're going to be amazed at how your perspective changes just about life, about sitting still, about moving forward, about waking up in the middle of the night, whatever it is, just because you engage God and you open up your heart and you laid yourself bare and vulnerable for him to be able to do something awesome in your life. So if nothing else, believe me when I say where there's questions, there will be answers. Thanks guys for spending these moments with me. You don't know how much it blesses me to know that you guys are walking this journey out with me. I believe wholeheartedly that things are about to change in your life and my life and the lives of those that you're connected to if we just keep pressing, if we keep asking those questions and and seeking him diligently. I believe that your perspective is changing and that your life will begin to change. And not only will your life begin to change, the lives of those that you are connected to will change as well. Until next time, guys, have a great day on purpose.